we'll have this discussion. Discussion? What discussion? This is a discussion. Combustion. Coming to you from Denver, Colorado, this is Discussion Combustion Podcast with your hosts, Kevin Batstone and Arthur Raw. Happy week to everybody out there. This week for me has, has been a transition week. I'm not going to get into all the deal details, but life is, is something that you never know, man. It, like the whole life is a box of chocolate saying. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, but you sure as hell can make the most out of everything that you do get. And I just want to challenge everybody out there to just really work hard and, and you know, think about your non-negotiables in life. And if there's toxicity in your life coming from you or external forces, then that's up to you to make the decision on what's going to better your life in the future, man. So that's the kind of energy I want to bring on on this one. We got Adam Zamora back in here. Hey. This is uh, second second go around. Uh, great friend of Kevin and I's, man. And I'm just really excited to be here. Good to be back in the studio, man. It's always fun. The seasons are changing. We were just outdoors having a beer before we came up here, and I had to put crisp. a jacket on. You know, that's the first time I've had to do that, man. So crisp. You feel that crisp fall air coming crisp in. Crisp fall air. It's here, man. It's here, you know, and some people like it. Some people. I like it. They it. People Hoodie like to drink pumpkin spice. You know, I don't do pumpkin spice. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's I'll, not my thing. I'll do some pumpkin ales, though, Will you? and stuff like that, you know. Oktoberfest okay. is coming up, and I'll be. Actually, Oktoberfest is over. Wait, really? Yep, it's already over. How does that work if it's September? That, that, I, you know, I ask myself the same question. I don't, I don't, why but not what, September it's, Fest? it's over where? What do you mean it's over where? It's over everywhere. They like, don't, but it's not even, yeah, so yeah. that's confusing to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, I very see, yeah, confusing. It's over everywhere. Though. I didn't even realize it happened already. I found that out at a happy hour when I went yesterday. Apparently, okay. Oktoberfest always happens in September, even in Germany. Hmm. I mean, if any Germans are listening, if I'm wrong, then please let me know. But apparently, like, all that goes on in September. By the time October rolls around, it's done. So That's, once, yeah, it seems like everything is day late and a dollar short, a month ahead. You know, it's like, okay, it's October now, so we're going to plan for Thanksgiving immediately. Right. That, that's just kind of the way everything's gone. I didn't realize that, though. I thought Oktoberfest went at least into the first week of October. Yeah. Have you guys ever been to the uh, Oktoberfest Open Veil? Vale? Mm-hmm. I have. That's a good one. That's a good one. Is that where they have, like, all the little food trucks and all mm-hmm. the shit? Yep, they have all the, those like German foods and stuff like that. And get your beer up there, and, and, and you're extra high in altitude, so that's going to definitely affect. Exactly. You know, I, last time I went up there and did that, I definitely got a little too drunk, and I need to slow it down and start drinking some water and eating some some sausages some and rocks. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You know, eat some sausages. Yeah, Arthur loves those sausages. I love me a good saucy. You know, give me that saucy. I like a good Polish sausage. You know, I got them Polish roots. So give me that hot Polish with peppers. I mean, it, it'll make me fucking two toot salute and have heartburn like a motherfucker. But I love them. Yeah, dude. I, I agree, man. Yeah, brats. I mean, brats are literally the only thing I like with sauerkraut. I don't know anything really? else I like with sauerkraut. You won't do like a ballpark dog, sauerkraut, onions, mustard. That's different too. Like any like hot dog brats and stuff like that. But other than that, what do you really put sauerkraut on? Yeah, it, it's it's usually that type of cuisine. I, I guess I guess you could like do it with um with corned beef and like you know sauerkraut with you know a nice bread and vegetable on the side. That would you work. Know, like some broccoli or something and some rice yep. or something maybe. That would work. I like to do uh, one of my favorite dishes. Our actually our old studio owner he used to do this. Uh, it was hamburger sauerkraut and rice. And Interesting. Just, and just those three things together was like almost like a casserole, you know, and a little bit of onion there too. So mm-hmm. sauerkraut, hamburger, rice, onions, and then you just kind of cook it like a casserole. It's pretty yummy. That's interesting. But, yeah, other than that, I was like, 
I, I really don't know what you would put sauerkraut on, you know? So it's I'm an acquired not, I'm taste. I'm not too sure what else you'd do that on, honestly. Uh, man, okay, so if I'm making my, my – I'm going to put two of these out here. You know, I want I want the classic dog with a little bit of, uh, like, onions, the white chopped onions, mustard, oh. and ketchup. That classic dog is one of my favorites. And then also doing, like, the brat or, or like, a jalapeno sausage mm. with, uh, like, a, a hoagie or something. Like, mm, it's all about the bread. Or you go – you know, you go to the Rockies game, you get those, like, foot-long Rocky dogs and stuff like that. Those good stuff. Really good, what about know? a chili dog? How do you feel oh, about chili? chili? Oh, chili dogs, man. Oh, now, okay. when it comes to chili, are you a bean guy or no beans in your chili? I honestly, like – no beans in my chili really? or a chili dog but if i eat chili like just like normal, red chili holy like chili you know a bowl of chili i'd rather have beans though but if it's on a chili dog no beans no beans for me now do you feel like because the weather's cooling off it's kind of chili season now you know get that that, that pot of chili brewing on the stove yeah you know you get them beans in there and that chug water style chili man oh it's delicious uh, you know my, my family they're a bunch of coon asses too oh. from new orleans get that gumbo going too and stuff yes. like that you know so Man, uh, the first time Craig said boudin, I had no idea what boudin sausage was, and and then I he got your mama got some, yo mama got the best boudin I ever had, no, because she ordered it and and pulled it out of the freezer. Craig was cooking it, and boudin, if nobody knows, it's like a sausage, but it has like rice and meat and all this stuff in there, and it's boudin, baby. It's boudin, baby. It's- Delicious. When I went to New Orleans, first time I went down there, I went to, I can't remember where it was. It was right off the Mississippi there, kind of by the Riverwalk. Yeah. And we had boudin balls. I think I'm, I probably told this story on the, on the cast before, but it, they were so good. Mm-hmm. My first experience with boudin was boudin balls. They're like these little, you know, fried, you know, sausage balls, and you dip them in the sauce. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. We just we literally just ate pizza too, but we're all sitting here <laughs> talking oh, yeah. food. It always comes back to the grill. Yeah. Oh yeah, pizza and beer, best combination. I would agree with that. Some people say soda and pizza. I think it's you know a sweet and salty. I kind of get that, but pizza and beer. You know, beer. So I feel like if I drink soda and eat beer or not eat beer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, are you putting it? Are you putting it in a freezer and then freezing it before you eat the beer? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> That's if, how you I eat beer. Like if, if, <laughs> it actually gives me more heartburn if I drink soda and uh, eat pizza at the same time more than like hmm. drink beer and eat pizza. But that's just me. So I could see that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like because soda is, is super acidic. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like a Coca Cola or Pepsi. Oh, yeah. A lot of acid in there. I mean, beer, I guess, is acidic as well because it's alcohol. But I don't know. My body's just you know, it's programmed for it. Oh yeah. I mean, the high fructose corn syrup that they that's put just in terrible. Stuff, that tested negative on all kinesiological tests. Yeah, it's artificial. Yeah, you want real sugar. You want mm-hmm. like real stuff, man. All this fake shit that they that they feed us here in America is is literally garbage. Oh, yeah. and, and it's so delicious. 100%. And it's 100%. all so delicious. And and so like we're we're just programmed to like give our bodies stuff that keeps us starving for nutrients all the time. And then like we wonder while we're upset, depressed, have diabetes and shit like you know, I'm trying to work on changing my diet a little bit. It's so hard. I still I eat like shit. Yep. Uh, you know, back to the soda. I've actually, I was a huge soda drinker, man. Like, I like every day I would drink soda and stuff like that. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, too. Like, man, I was actually starting to feel that, like, I feel a toll on my body from it and stuff like that, you know? As far as feeling sluggish and everything and then going back to, like, always having heartburn and stuff like that. And 
but yeah, I, I've been definitely trying to cut more soda out of, of my life more and more, and it's, it's actually been doing good for me, you know. So I, I think that's oh, a yeah. that's a good move. That's a good sugar to get rid of. Karen, and, you're gonna want to pull that mic a little closer. Oh yeah, I substituted uh, soda for sparkling water, which is not everybody's thing. I don't like the hard seltzers too much. I'll drink them here and there just mm. to taste them. Mm-hmm. I like to see what, what's going I, on. I like how those don't make me bloated. The hard seltzers. The, yeah. yeah, but what the regular ones do? Well, no, because <laughs> no, because beer on, on the like makes me feel. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. I love the seltzers though. Yeah, that was that was a good substitute for me, especially when I was doing sober October, which I'm not doing this oh, year. I thought you were talking about the seltzers with alcohol. Sorry. I mean, those are okay too, but yeah. like you know, that's my my drink of choice when I'm not before I get to the beer because it's still carbonation, you know, and they go down super easy. But a lot of people that are not into seltzers, they say like, oh, it needs more flavor. You yeah. know, it's not sweet enough, especially if you're like a soda drinker. They expect that. More I can sweet. see that. You know, I can see that because like when you drink a seltzer, it's like you get. A hint of the flavor, you know, it's very faint, very well, and, faint. And the carbonation disappears quickly in those too. Like it doesn't last that yeah. long. Maybe it's the same in in, uh, in soda pops as well. Mm-hmm. But, I think um, it is, especially a canned soda pop. Yeah, yeah, it disappears kind of quick. Like you got like if you're drinking any carbonated bre- beverage, like I feel like you got to drink that somewhat quickly. Right. Within right. I mean, if fifteen you, minutes. Even with soda, like if you don't drink it quick enough, it goes flat out of a can. You know. Yeah. So. Here, Adam, I'm sorry. Just scoot your chair in a little oh, bit. Oh, you're good. Your face is cutting off on this last angle. Am I good right here? Yeah, I think you're Are great, man. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, perfect. You look beautiful, man. You look, I'm gorgeous. You're, you're honestly <laughs> more confident than I am because you show up wearing a completely white hoodie. Yep. Like, I can't. Eating pizza. I, I, uh, that's risky, man. That's rolling dice on life. It like, was. I, I don't have that sort of confidence. I'm, I'm a gray, blue, black wearing person. Yeah, I don't know if I put that much thought into it. It usually is just because you know, I work all day, so I just show up, and whatever happens, happens. Sometimes I've had, you know, sauce smeared on something that I'll have to cover oh. up, or you know, that's just you got to roll with the punches. And that's the wor- another thing going to the office. You, you go to the office, you spill food on yourself. You got to sit in that all day. You have that stain. Remember, we were just talking mm-hmm. about like oh, yeah. the difference between just like working from home or or working in the office. That's just one of the different things, you know. So yeah, so. Yeah. All the pe- uh, Kevin hasn't experienced work from home at all because he's no. been in the field, in the trenches, taking grenades. That's the Entire time, and um, and so all. I don't know you- why you needed to do the air quotes, but <laughs> because I'm quoting you. Because okay. I'm quoting you. Fair enough. Um, and we're like a married couple. Uh, we hear. Yeah. But yeah. either way, all you work from homers out there, you know, do any of you want to go back to the office? I the answer is no. I don't, you can't Man, say that no, for all of them. I, I know. You don't know. 95% of the people out there do not want to go back to yeah, the but office. that's not all of them. It's the, it's a heavy majority. I mean, yeah, it's cool to go see coworkers and stuff like that. But like I was telling you, when you work from home, it gives you more leash and leanness to kind of, like, get things done around your place that you need to do. For instance, like, if you got to clean, do dishes, just all, the, all those kind of things and stuff like that. I think the nicest thing about that would be, like uh, – you know, doing defecation in your own toilet is, is oh, a lot. doing defecation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you know, I got so used to being in the grocery biz for years and years and years, and now bouncing around the liquor stores, you know, it's it's hard to find a place to do poo poo, and it's just nicer to do that at your own in your own shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> your, well, I mean, it's granted we're on the 18th floor, and we now we have that whole floor to ourselves. But yeah, I totally see what you're saying. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true too. I mean, if there's limited uh, people in the building, then at least <clears> you still have that. Because even here, you know, we have. It's kind of a shared toilet up yeah. here. But, you know, if you go down to the gym, you get that private access. And that's well worth yeah. it. I mean, we're, working from home is amazing because, 
you know, you can wake up at the same time that you would drive down to the office, but then you now have time to like take a shower before work calmly. You have a quick take minute a cough, to, to yeah. like run and qu- do a quick errand, get your breakfast really Just fast. get yourself together. Yeah. You know? and, and you're not driving to work, being stressed about that. And then also when, when you do have to drive to work, you're like the end of the day is coming and you're like, all right, I, I'm ready to get home. I'm ready to try to get home. And so everyone's so excited to leave. But when you're working from home, you, you, you don't have that. That's so, true. So then you just mm-hmm. you are able and more willing to work later if things need to get done. Yeah. Because it's, you already got it set up. You're at the crib, like whatever. Like, so I feel like productivity is higher working from home and people are happier. They have more control of their lives. Like it's one of the, it's the, the pandemic was very rough for a lot of families, but I feel like the whole work from home movement is something that needed to happen. And I'm so thankful that it did, man. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. Honestly, you know, when I was, I, I remember when I was living in Parker before I moved uh, downtown to Denver and stuff like that. I mean, it was a process getting to, and I mean, even from work though, you know, you, you sit in the office for eight to 10 hours a day, you're mentally drained. And then I'm like, okay, now I got to catch the fucking light rail home and shit like that. And I'm, that's going to be an extra like 45 fucking minutes and everything. I mean, there's been times I passed out on the light rail because I'm so tired. And then you got to get in your car and then you got to deal with fucking rush hour and shit like that. You know, it's just a process, you know. And you get home and you're trying to like eat because you need food. Yeah. And, and, or and, pick food or whatever, and, and you know. that's the end of the night. And by, you get yeah. home at by like 7 o'clock. You maybe got like two hours of downtime or something like that. And then you go to bed and you repeat that shit. Yeah. It's draining. It's, yeah. it's, it's very draining. You know, it is very draining. But we're just so programmed to just do it that way because that's the way it was always done. And, like, honestly, I hope from this that, like, we can start creating four-day work weeks and, like, really giving people That's the best kind of life. work week. I didn't mean to cut you off. That is the best kind of work week. If I could if I could take a four-day work week and just work 10, 10 hour four, or four days, 10 hours, and then have a three-day – oh, man. Or even I, every other week. Oh yeah, every other week. Yeah. Give me, give me a four day work week every other week, and then I'll work five days every other week, and then that way you actually have a balance. Yeah, I Cause, agree. Because five on, two off. That's it's not enough, man. No. I, I tell every, I tell you all the time. Every time the weekend, I'm like, dude, the weekend just goes by so fast, man. It does. It does. Because you, know? you know, usually most people get off Friday. They're feeling good. You know, so there's there's two different types of Friday night people. I feel like there's people like I'm just gonna I'm staying in. I'm door dashing. Doing nothing. And right. then those, there's those people that like to go out, party, club, stuff yeah. like that, you know, meet people. Yeah, and, exactly. And I'm both of those, man, honestly, you know. There's there's weekends or Fridays. I'm so fucking mentally drained from the week. I'm like, dude, I'm just going to sit back, make some music, play some video games, um, yeah. you know, order takeout or whatever and just chill, we, you know. We all need that downtime. Yeah. Like as, as, much, as good as it is to grind hard and work your ass off and fucking get it, which we should all do. We all need to treat our bodies the same way and have a balance. And so, like, we need to attack having a, an easy day just exactly. like we need to attack having a busy day. Like, no, nah, I'm not doing anything today other than a load of laundry. Right. Like, something where it's just like I'm I'm wiping my countertops down today. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's, something easy. You need, you need that, re, you know, revitalizing period. Because even when I go camping or – because I like to get away, you know, on the weekends. Of you know, everyone, you know, go do a quick weekend trip here, there, or the other place. And that can be exhausting in of itself. Course. So, you know, for a lot of people, I you know, I grind hard Monday through Friday. I do a podcast Monday night. Tuesdays we're usually doing some productions. Wednesdays we're doing this. Thursdays is uploads. So it's like all week, you know, things. So when the weekends come around, like I like to just stay in and chill mm-hmm. when I can. 
and it's like, oh, you know, it's it's our only time to get together, and so so it, it kind of gets hard because I like to have my downtime, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to have it, you got to bounce, or you're going to burn yourself out. Exactly, exactly, and you know, even with like you guys doing the podcast and stuff after hours or after you guys go to work and stuff like that, me with making music, I mean. I mean, any any creative person out there that's, like, working a normal 9 to 5, trying to do what they do, their passion after work, it can be mentally draining, like, to actually like, get up after work and, like, sit down and be like, I'm going to do this now and stuff like that. Yeah, because you know? it takes time, man. And so, yeah. yeah, I wanted to dive into that because I wanted to dive into to your music creation yeah. and, and all that because Kevin and I, our listeners know, are both musicians at heart. You know that at heart. So, you know, from – the last time you were on, you were still making some fresh beats, and, and, and your brother Craig has has kind of been showing me the whole time. So I've been slowly watching you get better at what you're doing, mm-hmm. and it's exciting because you've been doing it for years, mm-hmm. and and it's it's been a long it's been a long journey. And so obviously it's passion of yours, but I was curious, like you know what motivates you to to continue to do it like like what what is it that is that drive for you that like what's that feeling that can you describe you know honestly man I, what i tell people a lot too music's almost like making beats it's almost kind of like a therapy for me you know regardless if my music sells or not man like i'm gonna keep making beats and stuff like that you know it's just like a it's just like what you guys in the podcast you know it's just the way kind of cut off from reality for a little bit because you know when i'm sitting there making music and beats I don't really have a thought process going through my head too much. I mean, other than my creativity flow and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But other than that, everything's cut off, man. Like, whether it's, like, bullshit drama or work-related, any of that kind of personal issues, man, it's just a way to cut off and stuff. And that's honestly one of the ways that – or one of the things that just keeps driving me to doing and stuff like that, you know? So It's a good time to unwind and disconnect. I, I really like that point to drive home there because – Again, going back to the you know conditioned mindset of work, 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 enjoy your time, do whatever you do. I, I still think that we need more. Like the human mind needs something, some sort of escape, whether that's a hobby, right. creating music, doing podcasting, going running, like whatever people are into. You got to find that 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 peace of mind where you can just be totally yourself, exactly, unwind, man. and just let it rip, tater, chip. Mm, rip, tater, chip. I like that. Yeah, and I mean, music is such an expression of emotion, right? Like, you know, you can create emotion through music right so somebody listens to your song like it creates some sort of feeling so i could see how that's extremely therapeutical too because you know you're basically letting your emotions out and then and then you get to play it back and and then you get to hear it and interpret how you're feeling and so that that is a great escape man and uh, sorry i didn't mean to cut no you off. no i ramble yeah. so please and that that's why i make a you know i send a lot of like the lo-fi chill kind of beats because i mean that making that kind of stuff just chills me out and everything like that and when you're kind of in that i mean you don't want to always just make like some like super hard gangster beats and everything you know what i mean you just want to like make ambiance and and stuff like that you know spacey kind of things that you kind of just like get lost in almost and stuff like that you know that's the beauty of art you know it's like a lot of people will look at a, a painting, right? They say a picture's worth a thousand words, and some people mm-hmm. will pay a ridiculous amount of money for a painting because it has value to them. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about music is there's certain songs that I can put on, and we can all relate to this, and it depends on your mood. Like, I love just sometimes throwing on the headphones and putting on a song where you just know you can fucking vibe to it. and exactly. just you, you, You're just feeling it. Like, you get goosebumps from it. I love that feeling with mm-hmm. music. You know, it's art. Mm-hmm. I always just create whatever tickles my fancy at the time, literally. I mean, you've been making some hot ones, man. Like, um, that's, shit. The th- that's the thing. I just need, 
Again, so it's the marketing, you know. It's it's actually me after work trying to sit down and actually market my beats and everything. You know, it's a process. Yeah. So, so that like was my that. question. Like somebody in your position, how do you get your stuff out there to start making, you know, making you know, money I, off? I'll of it. post my stuff on Instagram. I'll be honest with you, man. I haven't posted some stuff in a little bit just because work's been so busy, as you know, and everything like that. And I've just been so fucking mentally drained after yeah. work that. Sometimes I just don't even want to look at another fucking computer screen, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's what I was talking about. Like, if you really want it, you're going to do whatever it takes to do it and stuff like that. And I'm kind of – I sometimes, even me, man, I, I got to get myself in that kind of like mental – that mental game and stuff like that because after work, man, sometimes I just want to sit there and be like – on my recliner and be like, dude, what the fuck, dude? Like, just happened today. You know what I mean? So – yeah, but uh, other than that, man, you know, um, with my music, I got a few other people that we kind of like made like a little group that were kind of we we put like a set schedule, man. We're gonna just how you guys do like on Thursdays and Fridays are gonna be like our recording days and stuff like that. So um, I got a couple people I'm gonna be working with and stuff. We're gonna try to put some content out there and see uh what's going and everything. You know, that's a good so, start. That's yeah. a good start is having a set date where yeah. you're committed to it. Like, okay. I, I called because we, we, we were like sitting there. I was like, all right, man, if we're going to be serious about doing this, dude, we need to put a set fucking schedule because yeah. no one's going to be – Hold each other accountable. Yeah, no one's going to be flaking out and shit like that, dude, if we're really going to be serious about this kind of stuff, you know? And I'm, I, I was like – because if I want to deal with flaky shit, I'll just go back to Instagram and shit and looking for people that are always flaky, you know? Yeah. So, And it's a flaky industry for sure, especially Very. when it comes to creativity and everyone doing their own lives. And I played in a band for a while, so we saw it, you know? Mm -hmm. People got shit going on. It's like, oh, you know, what's what's more important? You know, it's hard to find that, that you know, and life happens, right? Shit's going to happen. Does. You know, the, there's a benefit of a doubt there. But to show up consistently week after week, you know, we talk about the CQC here all the time, consistent quality content. Um, it's it's hard to commit to, but if you get everyone on that same page, man, it's it's tremendous. Exactly, man. So I think if once we start getting our flow going and stuff, you know, I think we'll we'll start getting some traction going there and stuff like that. Hell yeah, so, look forward to that. I, I have a lot more free time uh, coming on my hands recently, and so yeah, man, I got my music like, studio at my like place too. That, man, that so. last beat you sent me, bro, like not not the newest one, but the one before. You know but the one that I really yeah, I know like. What you're talking about. You know the one I really like. Like uh, I I just. I need to stop pussyfooting around and talking about an idea, and I just send me that, and I just need to write some shit, and then come put it on wax, bro. Exactly, man. I got I need the, to come down there. I got the same exact mic in my studio, man. Stand, mic, everything. <laughs> so. yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good setup, mm -hmm. and 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 music is is deeper than just like yeah, it's a fun hobby, but it's a it's a healthy hobby, right? Like Very. you know, you, oh, you're, you're releasing emotion, you're displaying emotion, you're helping create emotion. Like it's it's like this beautiful dance mm -hmm. and you know there's nothing there's never been a feeling that i've had and i know i've described this before on, on the pod but when you're like composing a beat and then you like find that noise that fits what you want to do and it conveys what you're trying to do perfectly and then you hit it in there uh, and, and, and then you have that moment and you're like looping it back you're like you're oh like, shit such I did. A good you're feeling, like come bro. on now yeah, it that's can be so, the most basic kind of like thing too, you yeah. know. Just but I know that feeling, man. It's awesome. And yeah, and you're like, yo, this is it right here. And and that's that's <laughs> life to me, man. That is life. Those moments that make yeah. you feel 
something larger than yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Something larger than trying to judge your life on other people's pictures and, and like all or this like why I'm shit. not, why am I not at where I want to be at this age instead of comparing you to other people at your age? It's yeah. like, why am it's I not a, driving the car I have? Why don't I have the income I have yes. and stuff like that? You know, that toxic mindset. Exactly, man. People need to stop comparing themselves to other people, you know, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And, and with social media and the, the, the filth programs that are on Netflix and The Bachelor oh, and all that garbage that's on there. 16 you know, and pregnant and fucking all shit, that shit like dude. that, man. MTV's so trash, dude. I've lost so much respect. In, or I, I just lost so much respect in MTV when they started coming out with all that shit, you know? Yeah, all, I mean, all these networks. <laughs> it's not music TV anymore. No, no, they're not. It's and, DTV, and drama all, TV. Yeah. And, and they saw a huge marketing aspect in drama, right? Netflix has all these garbage shows yeah. and... You know, all this stuff. So you, you compile all that now, and, and these people sit down and watch this stuff, and they think, that's how I'm supposed to live, right? right. I, need, I need to do this and that and the other and thing. And they try comparing themselves to that shit. It's like, yeah. dude, that's not real life, you know? It's it's. I just don't know how we can get society back out of that mindset of, it's, like, grounding, you know? You know, man, it's those people 18 and under, honestly. It's the, kid, it's the, it's the kids, it's the 18-year-olds that buy into that shit man you know and, I'm and that's not, the audience it, they're looking at if anyone that age like that watches that i'm not hating on you guys or anything like i'm just saying it it, it it's it's just it's just wrong i, I just think it's it, it's just wrong you know it puts bad images in people's heads and the wrong images and stuff like that of how life really is you know and it starts early you're right it and does. they glorify it it's like there's it's nothing fucked up right now that that's what it is they glorify it it's like there's nothing the, the shit they show, the content they show, that shit's not to be glorified, you know? I agree. I it's, agree. It's literally out there just so people can watch it and judge those people and be like, oh, they're so stupid. Like, And it's addicting to watch idiots for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to like pull yourself out of that mentality because – then you just sitting here judging people and like your life is so fucking perfect. How about instead of sitting in front of, in front of a screen for fucking three hours judging people, you go clean your fucking room and do some laundry, right? Do something like, productive, yeah, yeah. Like fucking make your life better, yeah. man. Like people who want to sit here and focus energy on negative bullshit drama constantly, and that's what they want to talk about, and that's what they want to focus on. I have a lot of passion about this. I feel like that's a waste of an existence, bro. It is, man. You're going to spend your whole fucking life sitting here bitching and complaining about life when there's all this beauty around us, man. So life, true. Life can be so beautiful, but you have, you so true, have to try to look for yeah, it. Yeah, man. Life is not about publicity and fucking money, bro. It really isn't, you know? It's it's totally true. I mean, they you know, the old saying, you know... Money doesn't buy happiness, you know. It, it, it speaks volume, you know. Yeah, sure, it might. It, it might. takes a, it takes a weight off the shoulders, that's yeah. for sure, you know. But it doesn't buy happiness, though. Man. Exactly. Like, I, there's so many people, man, that you hear have money that are just like miserable. They don't know what to oh, do. Wait, wait, this is the quote. Okay, they don't know what to it do. It's kind of me. It's like, sure, m- money can't buy happiness, but money can buy you the freedom to do things that make you happy. Money is important. We, it's a tool. We, we all need money, right? It's, it's definitely we a tool. Need that. It's a tool, mm-hmm. but it can't buy happiness, but it can give you the freedom to be able to do – like because if you have money, then you can afford to go to that concert. If you have money, you could afford to sure. buy those art supplies. And I would agree like, with that. You, you know, so, so it gives you the freedom to do things that make you happy. Right. Like you're, anyone that's broke is going to be somewhat miserable because sure, it's right. stressful to wonder where rent's coming from mm-hmm. and how you're going to make those bills. I don't care how happy you are and how giving of a person you are. That's stressful. Yeah, man. No one wants to live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, like, that's definitely a struggle for sure. Right. I mean, we, so, yeah. We've all been it, there in this room. We've totally all been oh, there. Oh, yeah. I'm still there. I'm Shit. still there. 
there too, man. Everyone's yeah. been in the trenches. We've all lived paycheck to paycheck, you know, and I think it's important to live that way. You know, I know a lot of people are, you call them blessed or fortunate to have come into an inheritance or a rich family, and that's all well and good too. And, you but, know, it's so funny when people are, talk like smack. I mean, no one can control, like, what family they're born into and stuff. You can't control if your ba- your family's wealthy and stuff yeah, like sure. that. So, I, to me, it's like there's no reason to, like, dog people that I come agree. from wealth like that. It's like they can't control that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that that's just my opinion. On yeah, that, you and know? I've I've never had that. The, you know, a lot of people get. I don't know if it's an envious feeling or like a hatred feeling. But some people are like, oh, a lot of people just hate the rich. You know, and you best believe those people would love to be in those positions that hate those kind of people. Honestly, it's, it's more of a jealousy. Thing, yeah, it like, is a jealousy. Thing. It's, it's just the value the value that you get from struggling, like the the personal value and the personal lessons I've learned from struggling. Are, are immense. Like if, if you are – and people from wealth, they have their own struggles and stuff too. But when you have a life where, you know, you didn't have to earn anything and, you know, everything has always been given to you, then you can be con- you can be conditioned to, to be an extremely entitled adult. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, those are the things. So like, you know, if, if you have – if you're very affluent and you have children, you know, teach them the value of a dollar. Like don't – don't just, don't just hand it to yeah, them. Yeah, like make them work that. Make them do the chores. Make them work and earn it. Oh, because if you're not earning it, dude, like when my work day is slower and I feel like people are outworking me and I didn't do anything about it, at the end of the work day, I feel less fulfilled. I'm less happy with myself going into the evening. But on the work days where I'm grinding, like I'm getting it, I'm staying active the entire time, like – that's when I when I fin- put up my hat that day. I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel better, you, you know. So, so that I feel like that bleeds into a lot of different areas. Like you have to earn things in life. You can't just be given everything. Like no, everything has a price. Everything yeah. has a price. And you know, kid. I mean, granted, I was I, maybe because I'm the youngest out of uh, what four people, four four kids. But I, I was spoiled. But I feel like spoiled back in my day when i was young is completely different than what kids are spoiled nowadays because of the technology that's out so how like old were you when the touchscreen phone came out shit bro i was in fucking high school already i'm pretty sure okay <laughs> like so then you're fortunate too man because i've always thought that generation yeah. of, of people who actually had a childhood outside of screens like there's such a huge value to to that up upcoming and, and growing up it Screens were so different when I was in high school, too, because it wasn't even really people having iPhones. It was more like people had, like, iPod touches and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know, remember the iTouch and everything? Mm-hmm. No one really had iPhones and stuff like that, even when I was in high school, you know? So that was actually kind of like... It was nice. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like, we yeah. don't even we're, realize that. We're all just old enough to, that we kind of missed out on that. And I think it's good for mm-hmm. me, because I, I, I had my own struggles in high school, as everybody else did. You know, I didn't have the temptations of Facebook. I graduated in 2007. Facebook came out in 08. You know, so that was that was well after that. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. But just it was just you know the iPads and and all that shit. It didn't exist. No. You know, we valued each other's time and, and friendship mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know going back to to earning everything you got, man. I mean, my folks, they the shit wouldn't hand it out. You know, they when the second I turned 14 in the state of New Hampshire, they got my working papers. They said you need to go get a job. You know, and, and really learn the value of a dollar that way. You know, sure. I, you know, I get paid raking the leaves or doing right. you know house chores around the house. Mom would give me a couple bucks to go mm-hmm. hang out with the friends, go see a movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I thank my parents for the way that I was brought up because they taught me how to work and, and to work for what you want. Right. You know, it wasn't handed to me, and that's that was probably one of the best values I've ever learned in this life, right. for sure. Right. I, I couldn't agree more, man. You know, like I mean, I I, I, I my my nephews and nieces they're they're all spoiled as shit, man. You know. 
they're all spoiled. They get whatever they want, when they want. Don't even matter. You it's, know? it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, you know, were we talking about this last week or the week before? But, like, maybe it was a personal conversation, not recorded. But, you know, the whole, like, achievement award for participating. Like, you yeah. participated, so you you get a win, that award. Well, that's that's it's flawed. It's flawed. Yeah. Like, like, you know, because when I was – I remember this memory. And, and I know I told you this before, Kev, but – I was in preschool, bro, like young, like preschool. And no, it was like preschool or like it was so young that I was under the age of eight for mm-hmm. sure. And um, I remember they were doing like the field and track day and giving out awards. Field day. Is, I know exactly what you're talking and, about. And I didn't place. And, and I remember. I remember that feeling like, <laughs> shit, I could be better. People are doing it better than me. And, and that – even though, like, who knows how that treated me back then, but, like, that has to instill something instill something in you to where it's, like, it's not going to just be a, a, a cakewalk. Like, no. if you think about life on this planet, it's always life eats life to survive. Right. Like, it's a fucking brutal world. Right. Like, it's brutal. And we just happen to be in societies, and, and like, you're, like, doing this sort of stuff, like, it's... It, I think it's the wrong thing to do, man, because you're softening you're, – you're just softening people. And yep. it's like what is that going to do to society in the long run? We're seeing it. I think we've already seen the effects of it, especially with the yeah. – you know, just showing up the participation trophies. It kind of does start to go back to that a bit because it, it shaped you, – you didn't have to work as hard, right? Nope. You're, you're, you're part of the you team. You get an award anyways. You, yeah, here you go. So like you, that feeling you had, because I think we did have this conversation off mic, um, of – Shit, I didn't place. I didn't receive anything. It makes you want to work harder. Yeah. There's no incentive to work harder now. The, this notion that we can just make everything equal and everybody's the same. You know, yes, I think everybody should be respected the same. Everyone's treated the same. But when it comes to being awarded for good, you know, uh, accomplishments, right. and, and and especially when it comes to physical attributes and things mm-hmm. of that nature, man, where's the competition aspect? You know, if we're if we're trying to compete, what's what's the point of showing up and competing if everyone's just going to get just going to win a war? You know, yeah, it's like what's the point of actually placing in first, second, third, etc. and stuff like that? If everyone's just going to get an award, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a value that uh, really started this downhill spiral a little bit. Of, well, of, of when you, and you, we were talking about like how do we get out of it? Like how. It's it's been naturally happening for over fifteen years. It's like, like we're like, locked like, in it now. Like, like you know, yeah. And so it's it's just like the infrastructure problem. If we want to go green, like it was all built on coal. It was all built on oil. So everything is built on that premise. Mm-hmm. And so in order to, for us to be a green society, we would have to rip all, all that out and rebuild. Like that's how I look at like the the whole social media thing. Like where society is now, like. It was kind of ingrained this certain way, and now everybody is within that. Dude, society and, and would so, be so, we, so lost yeah. without social media, man. It's they just know, weird. People wouldn't it's know true. what to do with themselves. And that's what's scary too, is because that's that's what it's developed into. You know, we've become so complacent and programmed. I mean, how many people do you know, including ourselves? I mean, we've all, probably all been guilty of this, where we, you wake up in the morning, take a shit, whatever your morning routine is, and you just on the phone, and then you just start scrolling. You're just on a phone. You know, everyone's just going to pick that thing up. You and don't just even realize it constantly. You don't even realize it. You just you you pick up your phone. You click Facebook app or whatever. You click Snapchat app or Instagram app. You know, like and, and you, you just, just start browsing. Yeah, you don't even realize it that you're doing it. You know, Whereas, I know you you have to like challenge yourself when you wake up to be like, 
I'm not looking at my phone for 30 minutes unless if it's work related. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, and then you forget on top of that. You still, just we're so it, ingrained. You know? Yeah. It's terrible. Like yeah. I'm bored. Let me look at my phone. Yeah. Yeah. And we talk about a lot about challenging ourselves to not do it. You know, leaving your phone behind, going to social mm-hmm. events without your phone. It's tough to do. It's it tough. You feel lost. Very. I'm guilty of it myself. I really try to disconnect myself from my phone as much as I can. But man, if I leave the house without it, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, should I go yeah, back? Right. You know? Right. right. I <laughs> should yeah. I go back? I'm going back. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know sure. where I'm going anyway. GPS is the only thing I know. Right. Right. I mean, back in the day, I used to map quest shit. Oh, and then write down quest. the directions and then you miss that fucking turn. You're like, oh, I'm fucked. Dude, I, I'll never forget. <laughs> it was like, we were, me and some homies were going to buy a bong, bro. And <laughs> we, so we had a map quest at all. We bought <laughs> Anyway. So we bought it and shit. We we started talking. This was, let me remind you. This is like when I first was smoked was like smoking weed and everything like that. And I remember we were sitting in an, we were sitting in an alleyway after token. They're like, and my friends like Adam, read the read the read the map quest. I was like, I can't even read right now, dude. Like we were, I was like, I have no, I I just can't read this right now because I was so high and stuff like that. So now that we have screens and stuff like that, just like. It, it was just like it was crazy, dude. <laughs> like just trying to get directions on that time. It was like one of those you had to be there moments and stuff. Like no, that, I, I agree with what you're saying, man. <laughs> I do. And um, so to bring it back to the music because it's such an interesting topic. I was curious. So let's say that musical let electronical instruments didn't exist, mm-hmm. right? So you couldn't make any any beats on a computer. Like, you had to play, physic. you physically had to play. Dude, there would be so many people, like, not in the industry. So, what would what instrument would you play if... If I had to, like, I, I yeah. would learn piano or the keyboard, man. Honestly, I mean, theoretically, like, making beats, that's kind of the only thing you really need to learn to kind of write melodies and stuff like that. Because if you listen to most rap beats and stuff, it's all piano and instrumentals, you know? So... Mm-hmm. Keyboard or piano would be the be- the number one thing I would learn. Yeah, it's a crucial staple in music for sure. I mean, I was a guitar guy, I learned how to play guitar. Yeah, but I always want to learn keyboards too because so many great songs are written there first and then transposed into guitar and bass notes and and you know and then the percussion well, of course can follow yeah, along. Exactly. I mean, I mean, granted, like if you went back to saying if it didn't exist and stuff, but like if you knew how to play the piano now or the keyboard, you can upload a sample of any fucking guitars or horns or anything and if you know where the keys are and stuff you can just play that shit on the keys and play the fucking horn the saxophone or anything like that you know so so do you know keys yeah i i know how to read the keyword to an extent and everything like i know where the keys are and stuff like what note is what as far as finger placing and stuff and be able to like Mm. move slowly i can't do that you know like I, try I, my, I feel like knowledge. you're fluidly moving away from the mic that you have to scoot closer again. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I'll keep leaning back this and everything. Dude, his, his back lean is catching momentum. Uh, I love you, man. But um, <laughs> no, I, I agree with your choice, though, because because the piano has always been uh, an eloquent piece of music dating back to classical. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, it's it's timeless. And if you could learn to play the piano, then you can you know play so my two favorite instruments non-electrical instruments have always been piano and the guitar hands down yeah mine's guitar and saxophone saxophone's beautiful yeah okay i like the horns for sure yeah Mm -hmm. that's probably gotta have a little new orleans uh Mm -hmm. you know 
influence there on you oh, as yeah. well. The saxophone is a sexy instrument, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would agree with that. Dude, when any song throws in the saxophone, yeah. I'm all like, all right, they're on the next level. Yeah. Like, they're doing things a little bit better than the other <laughs> folks. Like, Chase Atlantic, they'll throw that shit yeah. in there. I, I know Craig got you into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Yeah. The saxophone's a great instrument. It adds, it adds a real nice uh, volume to the song, you know, it's mm. a, and a cool tone. You know, I like horns. They they definitely bring a horns cool are dynamic. Awesome, man. Yeah, and you can pair them with a lot horns of things. On any genre, of music, exactly. You know, yeah, any. exactly. I played the trumpet. Did, Did you? you? Yeah. <laughs> were you any good? Uh, yeah, I played. You were? Uh, yeah. Were you, or are you just saying? I that? was pretty confident. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I mean, I was good. They let me play in the concerts, so I would say that I was good. What, like, the school concert? Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, right, if you sucked and you couldn't do it, wouldn't they be like, ah, you're fucking up Maybe. the whole show for everybody? So, you, after you did it with school, you're like, I don't want to do that anymore? Well, because my parents really thought that that would be something that would be good for me. Yeah. And and I did have a passion in music, of course. Uh, it just it just wasn't banned. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was spitting dope bars over hot beats. That's what was my, my <laughs> calling was. She's like, all right, I'm putting down the horn. I'm spitting. I'm putting yeah. down the horn. But I'm honestly, spitting. horns, horns and instrumentals, dude, I love like the great Like, like you throw in the horns. It's fantastic. Like you throw in all the trumpets and shit. You don't throw in a little flute. Classical era era instruments in modern music is magnifico. That's that's beauty music. Flutes and stuff and beats, man. Flutes oh, yeah. are really good. Like all those, yeah. There's like whistles and everything. Oh like yeah, that, you know. Adding those different tones and yeah, yeah. And everything's been done. That's the thing. Is like you know, there's been hundreds Every melody's of years. Been come up it's, with. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, it's happened. Especially when yeah. it comes to guitar. There's only so many exit. You know, there's, notes, melodies. It's all been done. Anything that you do in making beats now or anything has been done already. There's it's all been done. Nothing you can do that has not been done already. Unfortunately, there's just nothing, man. You know, the and, way how long music's been around, hip hop and everything, everything at some point has been done. It's been done. Yeah. And, and you're t- basically just taking things that have already been done and, and kind of making it your own. So it's like in a, in a non original, original piece. Mm-hmm. I like, compare it, it to I don't know how you say it. It's true, though. I compare it to alcohol. It's like, okay, beer's been done, whiskey's been done, but everybody tries a different batch at it, right? You got your bourbons, you got your. You know, whatever you got, it's it's still at the end of the day, it's still alcohol, but you can put your own rendition on it. That's yeah. what's cool about music. That's and, a good analogy. And, and same with art too, because you know, you look at it, like, like I said earlier, people go to art galleries to bid on these paintings, and it's mm-hmm. like, I don't understand it, but this person just paid five grand for it. You know, so it just affects everybody differently. And that's what's cool about music, because mm-hmm. you never know what your creation can do to help somebody. Right. You know, so for me, music, art, all that stuff, podcasting is therapeutic, like what you said like in the said. opening. It's true, man. It really is. You, you gotta. We live in a time where you, you gotta open the mind and you gotta escape from all the bullshit and have a point where you can be completely at peace with things. Yeah, forget about reality for an hour a day at least. It's important. It is, man. Like read a book, uh, go on a walk, go on a jog. Whatever it is. I, I like playing some video games. Right. That helps Anything. me zone. Make some music. It's a balance. Do a podcast. You know, stare at the fucking mountains. You know. Just disconnect yourself because it's just – it's so important, man, because the the American work culture is a grind, right? Oh, yeah. We're not as bad as Japan, but we're still a grind. Oh, yeah. And the further – the more that we can create a lifestyle outside of our work that is, like, sustainable and productive, 
it's that's that's what's really important right. because we want to no one wants to just work to fucking make their yeah. bills their whole life and then die like you want to work doing something that brings a little value in, into your life but also gives you the freedom like we were talking about to to do other things in your life like right. most people don't enjoy their jobs no. but but you could still have fun with it right? right and so so it's just like like i was talking about earlier instead of bitching complaining your whole life you know, let's let's try to find the light in between, because there's always going to be some good. There's always going to be some something good to focus on. Oh, one hundred percent. I totally agree with that, honestly. But yeah, that music that's my escape from the harsh realities of everyday life sometimes and stuff like that. So it's a good escape. Yeah, it's a good escape, and and, and it's it's good advice too for people that uh, are looking for something because everyone wants something, right? Like, oh, I'm complacent. You know, they get off work and they watch Netflix all night or whatever that is. You know. I don't want to sit here and bash people that do that because if that's their escape, that's right, fine. That helps, right. them, that helps them on one. Maybe it's not the most productive. You know, they're filling their mind with some BS or whatever. But maybe that's just me being judgmental. No, I don't know. No, but I'm Because it doesn't work for me. No, but no, if they're sitting there doing that every single night of the week, you know they're going to be unhappy, bro. Oh, yeah. You, you have to diversify your exactly. life, bro. You can't just sit on the couch and expect to feel good. No, I agree. It's, it's good to sit on the couch and relax every once in Everything a while. Everything in moderation, yeah. right? Moderation, moderation is key. That, that's what it is. Anything. I know I have those nights when I'm just staring at my phone, scrolling, or I'm just it. I'm just trying to find something to watch all night. Like I don't feel fulfilled those days. I yeah. really don't. No. Yeah, and usually like those downtimes. I don't know if you guys can relate with this because you know again I grind hard all weeks. So, like you know last night I, it was a night I had at the house, which is rare, like a yeah. Tuesday night. And so I was like, I didn't know what to do with myself. Okay, I made dinner. Now what? I, I didn't. I wasn't really in the mood to watch TV shows. So I went in, you know, the man cave, and I started playing NASCAR. You know, just jumped on. Hey, man, you want to run some races? Like, that's usually where my go-to is. I have a hard time just just sitting down and doing nothing. Exactly. I, I always have that feeling like, well, I need to do something, you know? And so going back to what I said with the weekends, it's like, it's still okay to allow yourself a day to be lazy. Mm-hmm. Have a couch day. You know, maybe eat like shit, whatever. Eat like shit. Yeah. Drink like shit. <laughs> G- give yourself a free day right, for sure. Right. You know, because there's people on the opposite side of the pendulum that are so hardcore. Like, I got to work out six days a week, you know, and then I have whatever. Everything is it needs to be a balance in my right. opinion. Right. You know? Exactly. And moderation on anything, man. Like, too much of anything is bad. I mean, you can have too much water and that's bad for you. Mm-hmm. You know? Moderation on anything you do. So. It's true. Agreed. So I, so I had a, a little bit more serious would you rather uh, this week. So this one, I'm just going to ask it. Would, would you rather cure cancer for the entire world? Like cancer is gone forever. You can cure cancer or you can end uh, world hunger. Um, what, which one are you going to pick? Probably cancer. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hunger, there's multiple solutions around that, whether you're growing food and stuff like that. But if you have a cure to cancer, which I feel like we honestly, like society probably does have a cure for cancer, but it's such a money racket, they're not going to release it, honestly. But I I would feel the cure for cancer would be my my pick, though. Yeah, I would would agree with that. I mean, I can see the benefits to both. Ending world hunger would be tremendous, of course, you know, utilizing our resources to do that. But cancer... I mean, that's something we've been trying to get our hands around for decades. A lot of people have lost their lives young. I mean, I hate seeing kids dying of, you know, lymphoma and leukemia before they're even 10 years old. So, right. How do these kids even get cancer that young? It's terrible. Like, it's just genes, like, man. Isn't it horrible diet, too? And like, it's, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's the diet. Really. Like, like that's the weirdest thing to me. Like, when, like, a, a two- or three-year-old has cancer, like, 
How? Right. How does this young, young individual? It's terrible. Jeans, I guess. I hate seeing the the kids with it. Yeah, they didn't even have a chance. Anyone, anyone with it. Any of of course, they're super brave too, man. Yeah, they're they're resilient for sure. And they and and these kids always have such a positive outlook on life too. You see them, you know, hairless. They're sicker than hell at seven, eight years old. They haven't even lived yet. Yeah, me and my dad back in the day, we actually a couple times uh, we volunteered at the Ronald McDonald House and stuff like that. Mm. You know. Really good organization, nice, you know. We cooked for them and everything a couple That's nights nice. and stuff. So it, it really touches you and gets to you when you see like, whenever you think you have it bad, someone always has it worse in life, man. That couldn't so be true, better man. said. You it know? couldn't be better said. And, and I'm going to echo that point for a minute because, again, going back to the complacency, we all harp on the negatives that we have in our lives, and everyone has their own opinions on what that is. But man, what a great example of that when you see these kids struggling with cancer or homeless or hungry or whatever the case may be it's like man i got a warm bed to sleep in i got food in the refrigerator cold beer i'm hanging out with my buds people are always there's always someone that's having it worse out there so so is your bad day really that bad what do you really what are you really that upset about you know exactly you got a job you got money coming like it's important to focus on those things man mm -hmm. because perspective is reality we take the little thing littlest things for granted man you know so true we really do it's important to t- have these conversations, I feel like, because I'm guilty of it, man. I get pissed off over stupid shit. I'm like, oh, God yeah. damn it, the internet's out. My Wi-Fi's fucked up. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, bro. Like, really? That's that what really I'm pissed I'm going gonna, gonna to let that ruin my day? Right. You know? Right. Is that really an issue? It's terrible. I got to run and take a piss real quick. Is that Go totally for it. Hard? Oh, yeah. T- Dude, you I go got piss so bad for us to hear. I asked you like two or three times <laughs> no, I know, before man, we, we started. Sitting, we're sitting here swinging, too. I mean, it catches up on me. Oh, he's running for it. That's fantastic. Oh. Oh, he locked himself out. Oh. We're going to have to let him in. You always love to guess that, uh, you That's know. respectable, man. Hey, you know what nature calls. That's such a true point, and I know that we touch on this all the time here, you know, and I touched on it even earlier before, but it's like you want to spend your life bitching and complaining about stuff. Like, like you want to sit here and focus on things that upset you. Like, you're focusing on things that upset you. Yeah. Like – don't you want to focus on something that will build your personality, Bring that will light. help you feel better, feel more fulfilled, feel accomplished? So when you wake up tomorrow, you're like, damn, I did it yesterday. So true, man. And you've even said, too, um, you know, the mind naturally wanders to negative thoughts or the negative thoughts will overweigh, you know, when, when the mind is evaluating that situation. You know, and, and again, I've been guilty of it. I'm sure you have as well. Yeah, we're, of, we, everyone has. Yeah, and and there's still times, and and it's I try to catch it in that moment. Like, really, I'm gonna let this thing ruin my day. Yeah, you know, because I'm mad about whatever the case may be. Maybe this guy cut me off. Maybe something happened at work. You know, maybe an altercation happened with a friend. You know, it's whatever. Everyone has different things coming at them, but to sit there and just harp on it over and over and over again is it's a negative affirmation. And it, it really. It is. One thing I can say at, you know, 32, almost 33 years old, living life, every time I told myself negative things like this sucks, I suck, you know, all that type of shit, you really, that's, that's, that's what you're attracting. When you focus on that negative energy, that's what's going to be pulled in. When you focus on the positive stuff, sure, the negative stuff's still going to pop in your mind. We're all, and, and, you know, who's kidding who? We're going to have bad days and everyone's entitled to that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. My mother's struggling right now. You know, she's going through major back surgery. She's trying to recover from that. She's got a third-degree burn. I mean, it is tough for her to stay positive right now. Yeah. it's just hit after hit after hit. But she knows that the light's at the end of the tunnel. And, yeah. and that mental toughness, man, that's, that's what's going to prevail. 
Yeah, and I, and I'll tell everybody out there, man. Like when it's the hardest, when it's the most difficult, when you want to quit, when you're burnt out, when it's when you feel like there's not a way. That is the time to fucking buckle down, bro. That's the time because it's right around the corner at that point. Like when you start hitting those really, really hard points, it's right around the corner from that. And so so I just I want to preach that a little bit because I've had a lot of hard points and my hard points have have not been as hard as other people's hard points. And and so like I've lived a, a blessed life and had, you know, blessed problems, I guess you could say. But when you want to quit, man, that's that's. That's the time to continue forward because if you quit right then and there after you've tried so hard, you're almost there, but you just feel like quitting, you're going to fucking be disappointed in yourself for years to come. You know, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's true. And when you're at the, when you're in that mind frame, which a lot of us have been in, and you're at those crossroads like, fuck this, fuck that, I'm done, whatever it is, uh, when you're making those pivotal decisions, life-changing decisions, um, sometimes it's good to really just – just jump in feet first, you know, like, like Steve Harvey says, man, I love, I love his analogy that on parachute it. one jump. Your parachute yeah. ain't going to open right away, but, so, it, but if you don't jump, you don't know. You don't know if you don't jump, but something that Adam just jumped on is, is we actually never showed him where the restroom was. Oh, we did. We did. You think he's wandering around aimlessly? <laughs> yeah. He got lost in there. He'll probably find his way back. He's he a, got he's lost. A smart fella. I mean, we never showed him where the restrooms were. He's just like, I got to go pee. And he, he dipped out and he doesn't even know where the restroom is. <laughs> he's going to be looking for that, bro. Oh, here he comes. He's going to find his way. Did you find the restroom? Maze, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like walking around like a fucking rat or a mouse in a maze looking for the cheese, dude. Uh, yeah, we were literally, we were just carrying on about the conversation we left on. And then all of a sudden he's like, dude, I just realized we never showed I, Adam I the pisser. Just, I was just winging it, bro. <laughs> I, I, found, I found the uh, the printer room, though. <laughs> That's a fun room. <laughs> that yeah. we were talking about. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's a fun room. Um, <laughs> it's a fun room. You can do creativity things in there. Oh, dude. I, that, that piss was – I had to piss so bad, man. I was just like running so, around. So was your piss – because while I'm doing this podcast, sometimes I'll drink so heavily and – That's what just happened, man. I was like sitting there like at like one point. That's like all that was consumed. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm going to have to get up and take a piss real quick. I'm happy that you did that for yourself because you never want to be the grandpa that's walking – like you, you got to pee so bad that you have to lean forward when you walk. Oh, dude. Like we've all done that. It's been painful. Yeah, we've all had to hold it to the end. And, and it was starting to get there like that. I was like, man, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to do it. <laughs> so sometimes you got to pull the trigger. But then I was like, and then after I took the piss, I was like, fuck, man, where am I? I mean, it's like a fucking maze in here, man. It like, could be a little office. tricky. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just like, you, could, you could hear us. That's though. what I was like. I was like, listen for the voices. <laughs> listen for the voices. <laughs> I know those motherfuckers still talking yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much just echoed off the point that you left on. Yeah. You know, of just of of people negativity positivity you know where do you want to put your focus mm-hmm. you know because either one has very polarizing effects oh yeah you, you can know? have whether you're negative or positive it can have an impact on people regardless oh for Big sure time, we, we're all gonna bring an energy into the room like everybody has an energy whether you know it or not you're you carry an, an energy with you and you change the energy of a room when you walk in i know i've said this a bunch of times but it's a good reminder man because like what energy do you want to have when you adam when you walk into a room bro what energy do you want the room to feel 
I want them to have a fucking positive out or energy, man. I don't want them to be all be like, oh, this fucking guy's here. Like, fuck this guy, you know. <laughs> but no, no, seriously though. I, I, I mean, I, I would, I would hope I, I bring a positive and uplifting energy and, and motivation into the room and stuff like that, you know. And and you know what, I, w- I would say that that you do. Thank you. You, you know, I because, try my best because, you know? like, sure, we all have our moments, but for the most part. Like just watching, cause uh, people, our listeners, y- y'all don't know. Um, Adam and I, we work together for our day jobs. Uh, we work with Craig, who's a longtime friend. He's been on the show a bunch of times. And um, crawfish pappy. Yeah, and, I, and I've got to see Adam grow with this position. And and, and logistics is stressful. And, Very good. And and you've been you've been willing to learn the whole time. That's one of the best qualities anyone could have. Even the professionals, the major pros. Stay coachable. Stay stay learning shit because you you gotta you gotta like you can't just ever cap out on your knowledge. No, and, and you've been good at that, man. And and so I just want to ask that same question to everybody out there. What energy do you want to bring into the room? You know, think about that. Do, do we think about that every day? It's a it's a good thing you know? to remind ourselves of. You know, not even only bringing in the room, you know, what energy are you carrying? Bringing to life. Yeah, even for right. the people working at home, maybe there's guys that don't, you know, get out and see people. Oh. Maybe they're just confined to their desk every day. And that's the one good thing about when you go into an office, too. You know, you do get the, you do get that uh, that social interaction and everything that compared to what you get from at home, you know. But, uh, but other than that, though, you know, but, yeah, I totally agree, like. What do you want people to think of when you walk in the room? Do you want them to think of, oh, hey, man, this guy's here. Like, it's about to be. Or do you want them to be like, oh, this fucking Because er- everybody here, thinks know? that subconsciously, right? Like, somebody walks in the room, oh, fuck, this guy's here. Or they walk in the room, oh, hell yeah, he's at work today. Like, or that person walks in the room, what kind of what kind of mood are they going to be in today? Right, you, you know, so so that happens subconsciously to everybody regardless. So if you could put some, some conscious effort into your own personal energy that's where you're gonna find happiness man because this clock is motherfucking ticking goddamn fast and life is cruising bro i got grays now like 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 who knows dog (laughs) who knows how fast it's moving i can't tell but it's goddamn fast and so (laughs) i'm saying like if you want to have a good life then you need to be conscious about your energy about your thought process about what makes you happy what you're willing to accept like these are all questions that we should know like we should all know this off the top of our head like this makes me happy this is my energy this is who i want to be but unfortunately a lot of people don't have those answers right off top and and it's not their fault like well, when you're not conditioned no, and, and, right. and you don't have a, a motivation or yeah anything or, like or, that. or you d- or you didn't have a good peer group or or good uh mentors growing up that never taught you to think about your thoughts like i mean theoretically how many people nowadays do you know really do have mentors and stuff like that i mean not not as many yeah. as, as in my generation i mean i should i Loved going to therapy. I love being mentored. I, I mean, looking I, I would have loved to have a mentor growing up because I can guarantee I'll yeah, be in huge. a way different fucking place than I am right now in life. Dude, Craig has to be a mentor for you because he he, he's been a mentor he for is. me. He's he, been like a bigger brother to yeah, me that, too, that, man. That fucking guy. He's a he, he holds he, you accountable. Like he, you, we all need people in our lives that tell us the things he that is. we don't want to hear. You know, he got me into this industry, kind of set me under his wing and everything. So I, I love him for that too and stuff like that. But um. But other than that, man, I didn't really have like a mentor kind of tell me like what to do or where I should put my money, what you should invest in, and yeah. stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's true. And that that's another thing about investments, you know. I feel like 
me growing up and stuff like that, getting older, you know, 401k or Social Security and shit, that's really not going to be a thing when I'm older and stuff like that, you know? So I believe people at my age and at a young age should definitely learn about where they should be putting their money and stuff like that, you know? For sure. Yeah, that's that's solid advice. I, Especially I got, if your job doesn't offer you a 401k, you yeah. know? Cause there, yeah, because, yeah, there is alternative solutions for sure. I mean, we see cryptocurrencies. I'm heavily invested in that. Stock market, you know, maybe you don't have a 401. But, the, the, you know, the issue with that is a lot of people don't have a lot of pocket money to put into but investing. You, you know, you, you can start with you can, $100, Exactly. Man. You can start with $10. You can grow $100 into $10,000 if you're smart with it, man. That's you true. Know? And a lot, and it, a lot it of investors work. have. And, and people get uh, they not, get overwhelmed by a knowledge that they're unaware of. Well, and they think they're going to get rich quick, too. And it's That's, not a... It's not a uh, unreasonable expectations it's not day trading you know it's it's like people say it's a it's a it's a marathon not a sprint you know yeah it, it truly is and the, the whole get rich quick thing is, is what uh, a lot of people have this notion of oh i'll throw a thousand bucks at dogecoin and i'm gonna get rich way, overnight man. you know or whatever it is yeah you're right you gotta learn the industry you gotta understand what's going on and if you just like anything what, what you put in is what you're gonna get out like those GameStop people that were banking hard off of that, you know? The GameStop rip, the AMC rip. I mean, there was a lot of pump and dumps that we saw in 2021. And you know, ever since then, the stock market has completely changed, man, honestly. It's, it's a different like, beast now. It's it a different really beast is. because basically what we're seeing is everything that the Reddit guys have done, which I love what Reddit has done with the stock market. And that's market. what Wall Street was doing this whole time. Exactly. And now that the little guy found out, they're like, Wall Street's they don't like, like it. Oh, you can't do that. Yeah, you know? they, they, we, they don't like it. And they want regulations like, now. Yeah. But basically, what Reddit Reddit almost created their own hedge fund, which I think is fucking fantastic because they gathered enough people to say, hey, we're going to pump and dump this stock, mm -hmm. which is the same thing that the hedge funds do, right? We're going to pump this thing. Let's take it up 20, 30, 40%, and then we're going to dump right. it. It's the same thing that these guys do with the big hedge funds. They got the money to pump it, dump it. And Reddit guys got together and said, okay, tomorrow morning, guys, we're buying AMC. We're buying GameStop. You know, we're going to pump this shit. They did a few of them, man. It wasn't just AMC and GameStop, man. There, there, was, a, there, there was a few of them sure. going around and stuff like that. But the thing is, to make money with them, you had to get in it at the perfect time. That's man. it. Like yeah. That, yeah. It's that time window, man, you know? And that's where it's tough, too, with investments. It, it would decrease the next day, man. It would drop, like, $8, $9, just, like, all, like, just shit to the money is, like, percentages and stuff like that you know investing is tough and it's 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 it kind of goes back to the mentality of um you know the highs and the lows you know you really when you see your that thing ripping tater chipping you're feeling great and when you're low and that's where the whole the panic buy is you know buy the rumors sell the news buy the top you know buy the dip mm -hmm. sell the rip we're all conditioned to do that and that's where investing can get a little tough because oh, there's yeah. psychology behind it. I, I i'm 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 guilty of it man i had a rip i was up like three thousand dollars man I got greedy, man. I thought that shit was just going to keep going up. I bought it. It was this one inter alternate energy charging company. And so I bought in at like $13, man. And they got up to like $44, $45. I was like, I'm going to just keep riding this wave, man. They dropped down back to like 20 and stuff like that with their merge that they were doing. So I regret it so much, man. Like I, I, I was making good money in there and then just – I, you, you you just can't be greedy in it. Man. That's you, it. You have sure. to have a reasonable expectation. You, you, know? you have to hit your target. That's one thing I will say about investing because I, I, I did some day trading uh, with my buddy Derek Ballou, shout out, in Montrose. Yeah. Uh, learning the business a little bit, man. We both held each other accountable. Let's set a target, right? So on that – like that exact example you just gave, let's take a 12% gain and we're going to exit. Who cares if that thing rips up another 20%? Right. We are going to exit when we hit our 12% gain. There's our target. And that's, and that's the FOMO. To, yeah, you, that's what you have to agree. Yeah. Like, you can't get greedy. You, you just have to – you have to – 
and that's one thing I, I didn't I didn't have that that exit like that top exit or that like that drop exit I was just winging it man I was like I'm just yeah. gonna ride this shit yeah so I thought that shit was gonna hit maybe two I, I just thought it was gonna keep going up it was going yep. up dollar two dollars every fucking day man like you know and then as soon as that they were and then I was like they were like we're doing this merger I was like all right this merger is gonna hit them at like a hundred like all the hype and stuff on like yep. stockwits and everything like yeah this shit gonna hit and everything see and that's. That's where you sell the news. Mm -hmm. Buy the rumors, sell the news. You know, and everyone's going to have their own philosophy on how to trade. You know, but you obviously you have some experience with it, and it's 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 super psychological for oh, sure yeah, because man. you feel great when you're seeing those that you're like, oh, I'm not selling you, I'm not selling, then you get fucked. You know, so yeah. pick your exit point and exit smart. Yeah, you you have to go in with the game plan on that for sure. You know, and and it's, it helps to have people hold you accountable because we all have FOMO. If you're investing in stocks and crypto. And someone's telling you to sell, and you're like, fuck that, dude. I'm ripping right now. Sell, sell, sell. Please just sell. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the whole thing of, of you know, the common man coming together because and, and, and creating um, a disruption for the wealthy because there's more common men than there are wealthy men. Oh, yeah. And women. We'll, we'll say both. And when – and it's just funny how they get like that whole – like how you said now they're trying to put in regulations and all this other stuff because they don't want to give the control up. When they're doing it, it's okay. Exactly. But like the Wall second Street somebody else there. does it, it's like, oh. Oh, Wall Street flipped their shit with the GameStop, man. That's so fucked they up, They flipped man. their shit, dude. These they're people like, are, are fucking pussies. As soon, like, as, the, as soon as the average Joe makes a little bit of money, man, it's an issue. It pisses me off, man. Yeah, man. These people are cowards, bro. They're cowards and and they want to have it their way, but they don't want to get. They want to fucking, you know, play in the game where they bite people. But the second they get bit, then they start bitching and complaining, bro. Sure, yeah. you've been biting it, people for years, and that's where it comes down. To, you know, don't don't hate the player, hate the game kind of thing. Because these guys have found success doing it, and that's where I really tip my hat. I'm not a big Reddit guy, but I love this this Reddit hedge fund that they put together yeah. to to do these pump and dumps, man. Because it's exactly what the hedge funders have been doing for years. And, and like you guys just said, they get pissed. Like, wait a minute. We can't let these guys be fucking profiting 20%, 30% on a pump and dump. Right. You know? Why not? That's that's how the stock market works. It's like, And it's like, why does it even fucking matter to you? You know? Like, don't you have enough money? Exactly. You know? No, but the, the wealthy are greedy and they get greedier, bro. Yeah, man. That's how it is. That's <laughs> yeah. how it is, man. They, they, and we just got to get the smarter The rich get richer, game. man, and the poor get poorer. And you know? it's such a true fact. And it's sad to think about that because – Oh, what was the number, bro? Like the, it was like the top, like like there was like a small percentage of, of wealthy people that accounted for like the bottom 150 million people. Yeah, like man. it's just like you're making as much as all of those people combined and complaining about taxes. Yeah, dude. Like get out of here, bro. Like we all, dude. And ta let's tax the churches. Let's tax the religions. Because I feel like that's such a loophole, bro. From the from the very beginning, the churches and the states have been in cahoots to screw us and control us this entire fucking time, bro. You need to watch this Tax show. Tax the churches. You need to watch this show, The Righteous Gemstones, man. It's with Danny McBride, Adam Devine and stuff. It's a comedy, man, but it's it, it talks about how like these, these uh, organized uh, religions and stuff, man – how they're not taxed and how they're like, dude, like they live on compounds, driving exotic cars, having mansions and stuff like that. It's a comedy though, man, but it really gives you insight on like 
what it really is like and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's messed up, dude. I mean, if you if you think back to the Crusades, right, where there's this w- religious war, like most wars are, right, even to today are all religious wars. But it's like you go back to then, and and the and the churches get to you know influence people, and you're influenced from a young age to be religious, which is to be controlled, in my opinion. Sure, there's some great values to be had in religious, like in religions, like there's great values as a human being that you can have and hold up to. But in the long picture, there's a lot of control and and there's power to having control. And then churches have that power of control and then they get they get relief from the state, from the governments. And then so they get this extra layer of freedom that nobody else gets, no other business gets that. It's it it's it's dude, that whole thing to it me makes is you think shady. Of, it's it, shady. It makes you think of like you know when they pass around like the donation the collection the, plate. The collection plate, like what is that really going to? Yeah, like you why know? why are you passing around this collection plate when you're getting tax exempt the whole time, you know? bro? Like I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like to be religious is a, is a good thing. And I'm not dogging on anyone that is yeah. religious and no, stuff. I'm not you dogging know, either, yeah. but, but these controlled, these controlled, like, like mega churches. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly like what you that, mean. That is wrong. That's dude, wrong. There's this dude. Look at Joel Olstein. Jesse, Dupl- yeah. Jesse Duplantis, man. I used to live right down the street from this guy in fucking New Orleans, man. Like, he literally built a mansion and front and like in a neighborhood of just like normal houses dude so it was like normal houses normal houses and then this big fucking mansion in the middle of it dude just overseeing all these other houses and stuff like that dude it's just disgusting and then he was saying like he needed like a private he needed like a private jet to like preach the word of god and everything what is that the dude who's like he was like COVID 19 i he probably says some stupid shit but (laughs) he was if you ever seen the commercials he's like selling miracle water huh that's him (laughs) <laughs> he's <laughs> he's like people like drink this shit they're like I want $50,000 dude selling miracle water okay dude so for a church to sit here and sell miracle water and get tax exempt on it like come on man they're playing both sides heavy that's like selling uh, bath water dude I can go fill, you know what I'm saying like a hot fill, girl's I, bath water I'll go fill some miracle water up for you from my toilet and sell it you know like shit like how do you know Natural vitamins. That's that's what Doug Stanhope, one of my favorite comedians. You know, he's like anyone can get you know make money off anything they say. Now he's like, say you saw the Virgin Mary and a grilled cheese and sell that shit on eBay. Next thing you know, you're a fucking millionaire. Yeah, dude, these televangelists. I mean, they make a lot of money, man. And I I know I'm I'm kind of digging into <coughs> this and and I'm being kind of bullheaded. I feel strongly about this whole subject. And so like you know, one thing that I'm religious about are Cheetos. And, and we found a very, very special, extent. a very, very special Cheeto that honestly should be prayed to. Is because, it the blue one? Because this is the phallic Cheeto. Oh, wait, you got, it looks like a penis. It's phallic. It's cock and ball Cheeto. Uh, I was like, it looks like a penis. <laughs> yeah. So, so that Cheeto right How there, long have you had this fucking Cheeto? Here, give, give me the, the. The Take artifact your... back. <laughs> Give me the artifact. You got that, Kev? Got it. Okay, yeah. This thing is 
is worth a lot. For the okay. record, I... I <laughs> this thing is worth a this lot. Thing, this ever, thing is like finding Jesus in your toast. Ever since the day that Art decided to keep the cock Cheeto, I've been a little concerned. How long has he had that in there? Uh, it's been in there a good month. Yeah, I think that that's a valuable piece because that thing is just as... <laughs> okay, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm like, going off on it right you know, now. I'm going off on it right now. I think that penises are nice, but I think that if it was like a cheetah that looked like breasts... I think penises are nice. <laughs> Did you say that? They're okay. <laughs> he said you that. Because <laughs> I don't want to you know, offend anybody, but... I don't think anyone would get offended. There's there's pretty penises and there's ugly penises. Well, I'm just saying there's I don't like the idea titty, that we're keeping. And there's cocks ugly in here. titty. I mean, come on. There's there's a little bit of everything <laughs> if, in this if world. If the Cheeto looked like tits, I'd be a little happier. That's all I'm saying. I think that How would, would that be a look, rare though? find. It would have to. I don't know. We're gonna find a titty. A, t- a titty Cheeto? A titty Cheeto. And if anyone finds it, have them send it to you. I wanted to say <laughs> titty Chitty because that sounds funny. Titty Chitty. Or yeah. even like a booty one, like a nice booty. Yeah, you know that probably well, that's you, probably a little bit more feasible. You ever seen that movie Norbit with Eddie Murphy? He's like, he's like, what is that? He's like, he's like, I said the best piece. He's like, turkey ass. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking he's like, about. Eat sucker. <laughs> I just watched Norbit the other day on HBO Max. That's just how I know that so easy. Uh, oh, dude, I'll awesome. tell you this. Speaking of HBO Max, uh, the Soprano story is coming out this yep. weekend. I'm fucking pumped. Yeah, that yeah. looks great. That looks great. Saint tell, tell us about the actor. Tell okay. Us, yeah, tell us about yeah, this. Yeah, you've been wanting so, to tell us, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Justin Feinsilver, he's, he's been on the show. He watches regularly, so he's going to relate to this, man. We've been pumped. Uh, huge Sopranos fan. Dude, I love Sopranos. Oh, yeah. That was I've a good show. seen it all the way through, start to finish, minimal. I'm going to be fair here and say two times, but I feel like it's three. But you you went through watched the whole season a couple yeah. times? Yeah, okay. the whole series. Yeah, all 84 episodes. Love the Sopranos, man. Um, you know, I w- I'm old enough to say that I was still in that – you know, every Sunday night, HBO, boom, new Sopranos. Good shit. Love it. So Tony Soprano, the key, you know, James Gandolfini, he passed away in Rome back in 2013. His son. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, Tony's, Tony died. I forgot that he passed. Yeah, bro. In 2013? Yep. Time flies, Damn. man. Damn. Yeah, that was, that was a huge kick in the nuts, I forgot man. that that happened, bro. When we lost Tony, it was like, I forgot there could never happened. be more Sopranos. But wait, there's more because David Chase, who directed The Sopranos, put this excellent movie together, which is going to be the prequel. So it's going to cover Dickie Moltisanti going back well before what The Sopranos was set in. So a young Tony is going to be played by James Gandolfini's biological son, Michael Gandolfini, who we're going to try to get on the cast. We got some 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 feelers out there. He's going to be a busy guy, though, with this movie coming out. Oh, yeah. Um, How did Tony pass again? Well, he was pretty heavy set guy. Yeah. I mean, you can picture Tony in your mind. Right. He loved red wine and he loved gabagool. Like everyone. Like everyone. Wait, what's gabagool? Uh, Capricola, which is a very fatty meat. Okay. You know, kind of like Genoa salami, gabagool. Yeah. Right up like, my alley. Basically, in a, Italian, picture the Italian meats. Yeah, right and that's all this guy alley. ate. I mean, and right up my alley. And red wine, man? How old was he? 50. That's young. Yeah. Very young, man. Yeah, he died young. And what a fucking legendary actor James Gandolfini was. Sopranos is still probably one of the best American dramas I've ever seen. Dude, mm. HBO always just puts out good. They come correct. Like and except every... their screenwriters fucked up on the final season of GOT. Yeah, but one of the greatest shows is Eastbound and Down, man. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eastbound and Down's good. Yeah, yeah that is hilarious. Kenny Powers. Yeah, dude. And, uh, and True Blood Danny is pretty Danny McBride is just a genius, man. Danny McBride's badass. He's a genius. He's... If he's listening to this, Dave McBride, you are one of my, if not my favorite comedian and actor, honestly. He's funny. He's, everything he's awesome. he, everything he's done has been great. I have not seen one bad thing with Danny McBride, dude. Yeah. Ever. And, and he's pretty real. He's got that, you know, East Texas hillbilly, you know. 
Love yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, that's what the Righteous Gemstones, uh, I was reading up on it, man. Like, that's loose-leaf in a way based off his life because I was reading he, was, he grew up in a Catholic and a Jewish home. Like, Oh, really? And his mom was a, a performer in the Catholic Church with puppets and everything like that. And that's where he got some of his character ideas for him for this show and stuff like that. Wow, I didn't know that. Yep. Mm. I didn't know that. I just – every movie I've seen him – I remember even Pineapple Express. Great movie, man. I was like, yeah, this dude's hilarious. He's, he's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. The Foot Fist Way, that old – you ever saw that movie? Which one? The Foot Fist Way. I don't think so. Where he was a karate instructor. Oh, dude. He's a taekwondo instructor <laughs> with, like, little kids, man. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I've checked that out. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's funny for sure. But – Love a good love a good movie. Good entertainment, yeah. But I also love a good uh, word of the week. Oh yeah, what we got going on? For we the got a word of the week, week. guys. This was uh, we were going to work it in last week, but you know sometimes these casts just don't work out. Uh, you know, there's not an opportunity to do a word of the week. So this uh, this week's word comes in from I got to pull this person up so I don't mispronounce her name. Is it is it Marquez or Marquis? How would you say that? Mark. What's it spelled like? Is it Q U E? Uh, yeah. Uh, Marquez, so Q-U-E-S. Marquis. 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 Okay, Marquis? Yeah. Okay, and this person is coming in from Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay. Oh, I got I got family down there. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Marquez. Marquis. Actually, that's perfect that it didn't work out yeah. because now we got that Louisiana hitter. So the word of the week is apple knocker. Apple knocker. This is a noun. Apple knocker. <laughs> yep, this is a noun, <laughs> and I feel like – so there is a – you know, depending – so this is also – I don't know how Louisiana interprets this term, but this could be like a geographical interpretation because this could mean different things, right? If, you, if, you, if you're an apple farmer, you know, you're knocking down apples. But this word has different meanings. I feel you can call someone an apple knocker too. Like yep. you fucking apple knocker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get that on him. He's I, smiling. I feel like that's an accurate. Apple knocker. <laughs> yep. So uh, – <laughs> Why are you cracking up so hard? About it? I don't know. I crack myself up. Maybe tequila, but See, that tequila is good. You want to throw that bottle on the table? Yes. Yeah, so what we're sipping on right now. So uh, shout out to Trace Generaciones. Oh yeah. Thanks for that añejo. Añejo. Uh, we're, we're enjoying that añejo from Trace Generaciones. Oh, yeah. We definitely are. <laughs> so bring it back. Wait. To... So what was your guess again for apple knocker? What did I say? You fucking apple knocker? Yeah. No. But what? What do you think it means? Oh, like. Maybe a dumbass. <laughs> I feel like okay, that's that's fantastic. Okay, <laughs> because there is there's three different definitions to this word. That's okay. where it's kind of fun because it kind of goes back to how it's being used, and and I'm not seeing a lot of because you could use this in three different sentences. Okay, so the term itself, it's hard to say that that's exactly what it means because there's context behind it. Yeah. So the fact that you said, you know, an idiot. So one of the, the derogatory definition of apple knocker is an ignorant or an unfacist un sophisticated individual okay so that would be an apple knocker like so in other words you're a fucking apple knocker that, that sounds like that sounds like some the british would say you know uh, yeah you apple knocker <laughs> <laughs> yeah this this cheeky guy was being a bit of an apple knocker <laughs> so another do you have any other guesses art because there's other definitions uh, for this apple knocker is um is a sophisticated term for dumbass <laughs> it's a sophisticated term for um for uh like a a, a like a an alcohol black market dealer. I could see that, I guess. 
That was weird as fuck, but I could see it. <laughs> it was sold pretty well, but that is wrong. <laughs> that does not apply to the definition of this word. It's sold pretty well, but that is wrong. <laughs> yeah, that does not fit in with the description. Um, so, Apple Knocker, you already hit the first one. The derogatory is an you know an ignorant or an unsophisticated individual. It's also considered a baseball player, specifically a batter. Which like we've heard is a slobber knocker, but apple knocker, I guess, also applies. I don't know what a slobber knocker is either. A slobber knocker? I guess that's kind of a redneck term for, uh, you know, because those guys are always chewing backer, you know, and it slobbering. sounds like a slang for blowjob. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> Thank you for saying that instead of me. Slobber. <laughs> You're welcome. A slobber, yeah, a slobber knocker could be a hummer. You're right. And Hopefully. then finally, the obvious term, which we originally said was, this is an individual that sells apples. Interesting. Oh. So an apple okay. farmer could also apply that. So that's a great word because depending on how you use it, it could have different contexts. Yeah, we like that. Thank you, uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah, Mar- Marquis. Yeah, Marquis. Thank you. That's pretty cool, that's man. Solid. That was a fun conversation. That is solid. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure we asked asked you this last time, and I'm pretty sure you said something next to the fountains. Oh, yeah. But if, if you could give yourself a hashtag or a slogan, Adam, what's your hashtag? What's your slogan? Um... How about this? Life is nothing without pizza. <laughs> Life is nothing without pizza. Yes. <laughs> and that will go ahead and be my slogan for tonight. Ah. <laughs> Where did you get that slice? This dude's a magician. The, the pizza right there. <laughs> we got some pizzas off cam. We did get some pizzas. I'm going to probably have a slice too when we're done here. We did, man. You know, and that just, that's enjoying life, man. Mm-hmm. That's just enjoying the finer things. Having a slice, having a bite, that's an essential to life. Mm-hmm. It is, man. By the way, it was also my first job regardless that I got fired, but Papa John's. Has the best garlic sauce or that dipping sauce? It the garlic good. one. It mm-hmm. is pretty delicious. It's yep. so messy and salty, though. It is, mm-hmm. but it is good. You know, in life, there's a lot of good things and and there's a lot of bad things, and and that's the beauty of life is that these things are both consistent, right? Like, there's always going to be bad things happening. There's always horrible politics that I disagree with. There's always war in another country. There's always so there's always racial war in the United States. Like, there's always things that can upset individuals and myself, right? But there's also, like, a beautiful sunset, man. There's watching that flock of birds fly by. There's appreciating the trees. And, you know, so, like, what kind of life do you want to live? Like, it's okay to to have knowledge and to be aware is a powerful place to be. To be aware of the problems is, 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 a, is a great place to be. But to centralize and, and focus your thoughts just on problems and this is the third time I'm covering this ep- this episode because I'm really trying to tr- trying to drill it home. Like, we all have a choice on on what we want to focus on. Like, we all have a choice on how we want to start a conversation and 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 how we want to present ourselves. And I just challenge everybody out there to think about how you are presenting yourself. How how are you handling conversations and 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 how are you projecting attitude? into a situation and are you even thinking about that so if you're not i'd like to challenge everybody to start thinking about your energy start thinking about your attitude start thinking about how you're treating people and what you're focusing on and your energy 100 percent is a domino effect you give off bullshit bad energy man that's just going to domino effect into everyone else you give off positive energy same thing it's going to domino effect into everyone else too 
Yep. Hell couldn't, yeah. Couldn't agree more, man. It's really what you want to focus on yep. because there's always there's always good and bad to focus on. You know, you can find the shitty parts of the day. You can find the good parts of the day. Like you said, watching the birds, clouds, whatever it is. You know, I can get upset about my Wi-Fi. We covered that earlier. You know, and it's cliche to say that's just it's just that easy to just oh I'm just going to flip a switch and I'm only going to focus on the positives. Right. You know, it it truly takes a conscious collective effort to say okay, am I really going to let this thing ruin my day? You know, and that's repetition. Repetition. You're is the, the only one skill. that lets something ruin your day. That's you know, true. Depending on the thought the thought process you give it and stuff like that, you're yep. the only one that's in control of letting something ruin your day. Like I told you. I walked before I coming out coming over here. Walked outside my apartment, saw a seventy five dollar fucking parking ticket on my car. Not the kind of shit I wanted to see coming here before like getting into the vibe and stuff. But I didn't let it ruin my fucking day, you know. Perfect. Example. Granted, I was kind of close to it. I was pretty pissed, but I did it. Though you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna ignore this man because money, money's replaceable, man. You know, and I'm just gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna let it ruin my vibe on here tonight and stuff like that. You know. Good, yeah, it's a perfect example. It really is because something like that could. Right. Fuck, oh, man, easy, you know, man. just taking your energy easy, out, dude. carry that shit. Yeah, you're right. And and money is replaceable. We all got to go to work tomorrow. Yep. Exactly, you know, there's more man. money to be made. There's more work to be had. There's more work. There's work that we did. There's more work to be done. Believe and achieve, fellas. Believe and achieve, listeners. Um, believe in the domino effect. I'm gonna I'm gonna go off of what Adam just said. The domino effect is so true. Believe in that. That is true. And, and what I mean by that is like you bring an energy into a room. You bring an energy into your own mentality. And that's going to have a domino effect on your life, whether if it's like you're being positive and being encouraging to yourself and others, that's going to that's going to have a domino effect. Being negative, putting yourself down, comparing your life to other people, that's going to have a domino effect. So, So believe the domino effect, achieve having a positive domino effect out there. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. You get out what you put in both ways. That's it. You know, you're, you're in the driver's seat, guys. Control what you're going to do when you wake up tomorrow. You want to focus on the negatives? You want to focus on the positives? Choice is yours. Or if you want to focus on a little bit of both, honestly. You that's know? it. Choice is yours. And yeah, and that's okay, man. Let's reflect a little bit about the things that bother us because that's how we're going to find what truly makes us happy. That's it. And you find out what makes you happy by finding out what doesn't make you happy. And that's living. That's living and learning. You know, you got to weigh out the goods and the bads. You know, and evaluate what you want. But you can't have the goods without the bads, though. That's true. There's going to be some rainy days with them sunny days, mm-hmm. man. And that's life. And we got to be real with it, you know. So 100%. Put down your phones, talk to your neighbors, hang out, have a slice of pizza, drink some beer. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Adam, thanks I, for being here, brother. Yeah. I'll, you know, I always tell people, too. I, I always try to take the challenge, too. I just haven't yet. Just delete my Facebook for a week or something and see where a that month. leads. Fuck a week. That's pussy. Fuck it. Well, you know what I'm. <laughs> a, a week is coward numbers, bro. A week ain't shit. Well, no, but you tell, you tell a crackhead. Stop for a month. They ain't gonna stop for a month at first. Like you, you, you ease into it. <laughs> I, I'm saying, I'm saying. I mean, Kevin and I, we we hit decent numbers on the podcast, listens and views on YouTube, and like I've always just been like, bro, those are rookie numbers. Like w- until we hit major, major, bro, we already know. So like, if if you want to quit social media, quit the toxicity, and quit the comparison lifestyle mentality, then then do it. Like actually commit yourself. Act like you're never going to be on that fucking app again, bro. Right. Like, well, delete it. Just delete it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, get you can rid of reactivate it. Just fucking delete it. Yeah, you know? and, and you're going to reactivate it. Delete it again. You, you know, it's going to keep pulling you back. But just, I, I, the listeners know, but with opiates, bro, it took me five fucking years to get off opiates. And it's, any addiction is like that. It takes time. You have to put time in. And effort. To get over it. It's going to be uncomfortable as fuck at first, too, you know? You're going to go through those 
I want it or whatever. But just like any other addiction, you just got to push through it. Yeah, you just got to push through it, man. That's you it. Know? It's just like any any other dopamine release. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're addicted to porn, Facebook, booze, whatever it is, even a fucking relationship. Like I was telling you, like that shit. You you go through a long term relationship, you get out of that. It's gonna be uncomfortable as fuck at first. Absolutely. After that, though, it's good to switch it up. Yeah, though, you know. Get out of the complacency mind, you know, challenge mm-hmm. yourself, evaluate yourself, you know, find out what you want. Right. Don't, don't settle for less and more could be obtained. Absolutely. Man, Adam, you already know you're, you're a fixture to this. You're going to be coming in twice yeah, a year. 100. It was such a pleasure getting you back in here. <laughs> I had a great time venting and, and doing my weekly uh, therapy session, speaking to the, the two of you and all the listeners out there. Guys, check out Adam. He has an awesome, awesome SoundCloud. We're going to put all the links in the description so you guys can check him out. He, his beats are getting better. He's growing. He's doing major things. What an awesome person to talk to. What a great co-host. What a beautiful life, man. I am so honored to be sitting here. Any last words from you two? Stay positive, guys. Always have a positive outlook on life. Yep, absolutely. And, and don't get yourself down when, when things don't work out, you know, because rainy days are coming. Struggles are coming. There's going to be bumps in the road, man. It's how you respond. It's how you rebound. There will be no – you will never have, su- have success without failure. That's it. That's Ever. it. And Anyone will standard. tell you that. Anyone so true, will man. tell you that, man. So true. You know, so, you know, I, one more, I've been watching some of, uh, Rob Deerdeck actually has a podcast, like a, a, a motivation kind of mentor kind of podcast he does, man. He always preaches that, man. It's like, how do you recover from a failure and stuff like that? That really shows on who's going to make it, who, who won't and stuff like that. That's the true test, man. Failure will test you as an individual, mm-hmm. whether you're going to give up or you're going to keep going. Exactly. Because there's always another one a little bit higher. You know, there's another mountain to climb. got to lace them up tighter. That's where we're at. So the choice is yours. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where we're at, man. But hey, love podcasting. Love it, man. Love that you came down, had a couple with Definitely. us. We're going to have a little bit more off mic. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate what you do for us. Reach out to us. Follow us on all social media platforms. Discussioncombustion at gmail.com if you want to interact with the show. You already know, man. Be good to yourselves. You deserve it. Have a good night. Stay blessed, guys.